Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold podcast. Chris and Alan will be sharing unique and raw insight on what it takes to succeed. Both hosts are authors and businessmen and have been mentoring and consulting for their clients for over 50 years with their combined knowledge. So without further ado, we have an exciting show for you today. Let's get started. Hi, it's Christopher Cumbie with Think Bold, Be Bold, and we've got an awesome show today. I'm with my co-host, Alan Witch. Alan, how are you? I'm doing great, Christopher. How about yourself? Awesome, awesome. I'm doing really well. Thank you for asking. And, um, you know, it always amazes me when we have a professional sports uh, or a former professional sports athlete, you know, in the house. Um, you know, they endure a lot. They've got a lot of discipline. Their commitment is through the roof. But not only that, you know, the ones that come on this show specifically really show that, uh, you know, inventive self, if you want to call it, when they go into something brand new. And this is no exception today. And always, Alan, you get the, you know, accept, uh, unique pleasure to, uh, to introduce our guests. So, you know, without further ado, I want you to, you know, get into that and uh, let's start uh, talking to this guy because he has something pretty cool to, uh, to share with everybody today. Sounds awesome. Appreciate it, Chris. Yeah. Imagine you talk about athletes, and they're, they're a unique breed. And I say they because, unfortunately, I am not one. Uh, I would like to be one, uh, but uh, <laughs> the universe has thought otherwise throughout, uh, throughout all the years, but I sure do have uh, high admiration. A really unique breed in that they've taken a life, regardless of where they've come from and, and um, their environment, and have put a, a focus of purpose in place and passion and direction and a unique commitment level that has taken them to places that maybe as a youngster they never thought they could be. Um, and this, this guest is, is no exception. Imagine growing up. I'm going to get a little solemn here for a minute. Imagine growing up as a youngster being told that you're nothing, that, uh, that you're worthless, that no one loves you, that you're not going to amount to anything and that there really is no reason for you to be living, to be bullied, to be taken um, in, a, in an environment where it's very abusive, to uh, having to go from one family to another growing up in a less than motivational uh, environment, and then taking that challenge and turning it into a passion and becoming a speaker, becoming a well-known business owner, becoming a professional athlete with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Redskins and the Steelers, and most of all, important to me, he's an Oregon Duck. <laughs> and taking, um, taking a life and, and turning it on its head uh, 180 degrees and being able to come out the other side, that is our guest today. Anthony Trucks is in the house. Everybody, welcome Anthony. Well, I welcome him. I, I love that. We're uh, we're li you know we're live with Anthony right now because we <laughs> caught him. Uh, we caught him in between shows. 
He was on a radio show, but uh, you know, the, listen, the truck stop is in the house. Anthony, welcome. <laughs> hey, thank you, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That's a pretty good intro. I, I actually got like a little bit of chills. <laughs> well, it's your story, my friend, and no doubt you've overcome a lot of adversity. And you know, you certainly want to hear your story along the way, and that's where we usually start. Uh, Anthony, you know, bring the audience through a you know a journey, your journey, uh, one that you know you started off with. Um, you know, had to overcome some things. You know, wound up uh, doing some amazing things with the NFL, uh, and you know, to where you are now. And most of all, give us a, a little bit of that sneak peek into the vision of where you're going, because I think that's always a great place to to move into our next question. So yeah. take us away, my friend. So my, I mean, uh, I guess my my story is it's pretty much what he summed up. I grew up in foster care. I uh, didn't really have much of a, a background or base of people supporting me, and that was really really crappy in the beginning of my childhood. So the years when I should be developed. Uh, you know, in terms of being loved and cared for, my, my background, my experience was being pushed aside and kicked up by my very own mom. So for a lot of years, I had a lot of hardships. I uh, was put into a home, which would be my family now, uh, and I was adopted 11 years later at 14. For the first time in my life, I felt like I had a place, like I knew finally like I could go to sleep. It's the same place I woke up that morning. And, uh, and for me, it's a unique aspect to it. And then Fast forward a lot of years and a lot of craziness, I, uh, I get to a point where I get through college, I get a college football scholarship, um, play in the NFL, the Buccaneers, Redskins, and Steelers, have three kids, have you know my high school sweetheart who I'm married to, I have a business going on, I came home and I got my degree in kinesiology, so I kind of ran my gym for six years and recently closed it about a year and a half ago. So uh, yeah, man, I ventured through a lot of things and it's, it's hard to sum all of it up in, in a couple sentences usually. <laughs> and it's, it's just tough because I feel like Every time I tell it, it's always being told differently. Um, but I think it also ties, to, if, you, if you look at it, uh, to what I do after. Like you asked, what am I doing after my vision? Uh, I sat down with a guy about a month and a half ago, and he, he really like laid out something I'd never seen before. Um, but he says, you know, because of what work I do, I, now I work with entrepreneurs to pretty much get them out of their own ways so they can get those breakthroughs and have success in their own business and life. And I really do it like nobody else in the world does. And he broke it down. He says, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this. He says, but you've been an entrepreneur since three years old. And, uh, and here and then I was like, do tell, because that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> so <laughs> he pretty much, he broke it down like this. He says, the first experience of my life was, um, and the very first memory I have, like very, very vividly, is like the layout of my house, my mom calling my name, me going to the back of the house and her handing me off to someone I'd never met and basically ushering me over to a, a black crown Victoria getting in. And that was my start in foster care. So my very first memory of life is basically being like, you know, put out into this world I don't know. I have no tools, I have no techniques. I'm three years old. Um, I basically feel like I'm completely on an island and I don't know what tomorrow brings. And that's the very first feeling an entrepreneur has. It's that feeling of like, I don't know what tomorrow brings. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what I'm doing. And it's that island feeling. And then I experienced a lot of stuff throughout the years, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. And that was between like six and three and like like 14 and then I remember at 14 I got to play football and that was the first time I could play because my biological mom did not want me to play for so many years so when I was finally adopted I could actually have that outlet and essentially what happened was I first two years of football sucked like couldn't catch a football couldn't probably catch a cold like I was I was bad the one thing I did like I could hit whoever I wanted to hit so I could run around all day long that was a good outlet yeah, no doubt. And then I, yeah, it was fun. And then I get to this point where uh, my adoptive mom, she is, uh, was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. My older brother was like my closest person to me. He went off to the military. I'm a freshman in high school. 
Uh, my parents are not really big on like school and making me do stuff, so I was just kind of like by the wayside. So next thing I know, I'm sitting there with two years of horrible football under my belt. Although I love the game, I'm about to give it up. Like I'm literally like I'm gonna chalk it up. My mom's sick. My brother's gone. I remember I was sitting in the back of an English class, Mr. Howe's English class, and there's this girl sitting next to me on a couch. And I was uh, in a black parka eating a baggie full of Cinnamon Toast Crunch because that's pretty much how I, I live my days. I'd sleep under, under a jacket and eat, eat cereal. And I remember overhearing her briefly say to some girl next to her, the reason I'm so bad is because I'm in foster care. And it was like this really like powerful statement that she has no idea that I heard. But I was like, man, do I sound like that? Like, is that is that how my life's gonna be? And and I remember I just I, I sat there and I just kind of like let it set in. And I went home. I remember sitting at the edge of my bed that night, and pretty much just saying like, that's not gonna be me. Like, I'm gonna be great. I didn't know what I was gonna be great at. But I was like, I'm going to be great. I'm not gonna be a statistic. And my only thing I could be great at the time was football. So my realization at that time was I had to work, had to grind. So I went to basically hit a, hit a whole work mode. I started. Uh, hitting every weight I could hit. I just started doing push-ups and sit-ups and running routes to the field and just basically every day I had a football on my hands so I'd never talk football again. And that happened the whole offseason. The very next year I went back and I went from sucking to be uh, a sophomore in varsity, getting a football scholarship, you know, going to college, playing the NFL, business, like everything kind of was a catalyst at that point. And as I look back at that time in my life, that's also like the second moment of a successful entrepreneur's journey in the sense that you get to that point where you're, you're riding, you're grinding, and all of a sudden something you love, like I love the game, you're about to chalk up. Whether it's your dream, whether it's you're actually running the business now, you're about to give it up. And then what I realized was at that time, I had my community of people, which community is huge. I had the tools, like physically tools to be great at football. I had the coaches giving me technique, which a lot of entrepreneurs, they have the community of friends, they have the tools to do something, they know how to use it. But what was missing for me, it's missing for a lot of people to get to that point is the technician which is where I primarily work with people. Like, that's what I do differently. I work on the intangibles, which is like the gumption to do stuff, procrastination, not be able to have hard conversations, the ego. I got a police car driving by. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's totally good. cool. Oh, Keep going, man. It's great. Yeah, yeah this like, is good. So you have, like, hey, it's raw and real. Yeah. It is real. Um, so I had all these, like, <laughs> these things that, that I realized a lot of people lack. And so for me, I, I learned to build those back then. And that's where the entrepreneur gets to is that need to have those that, that technician design because people go and they learn all the stuff from seminars and they have all this information, but they still can't get past self-doubt or fear, which comes from lack of action, which comes from a lack of intangibles. And so I learned that then and it pushed me forwards. And then I was moving into life and I came home from the NFL, opened a gym, loved my gym, and then got to this point where I started like realizing I'm supposed to do more. And, uh, and I didn't know what it was or how it was supposed to take place. But I just had this like weird itch, and then I started getting introduced to certain people in the space of what I do now, which is just the space of, of sharing information, sharing knowledge. And then April 15, 2014, um, my adoptive mom, she passed away, and I'm, I'm holding her right hand, and she takes her last breath, and it kind of like is this weird, bittersweet moment that like, I'll never forget. It's like this feeling of I'm happy because she's finally out of pain. A 17-year battle with MS, it's, it's a tough journey. And then the backside, it's like, I have to start realizing, like, why am I who I am? I, I found out statistically recently that any prison in America, is, you know, the inmates, 75% are former foster kids. Only 2% of foster kids ever graduate from college. Um, only 5% of businesses make it past, you know, five years, which I did in my gym. And then NFL is like a, a small percentage of human beings get a chance. So, like, I'm a statistic anomaly. Like, I shouldn't kind of exist on paper. And I started like having this really weird like why, and 
And I started digging. I realized that the, the one congruency across all of it was my mom. Like she really had this amazing impact on me and me watching her and how she lived and, and not being able to physically move. So I wanted to be able to live, you know, for her in a sense. And so what I realized is she impacted me, like impacted me immensely just in my views and my thoughts. And so that kind of gave me this, this random idea that turned into what I do now. And the idea is like, I want to leave this world with an impact. Like, you know, I want to do something like she did for me, like unconditionally that love. So it impacts people. And I find that if I'm going to leave this world better, the only way I can do this is to impact people who impact people. And those are business owners, entrepreneurs, people like yourself, people listening. And if I can impact them in a way where, I mean, the world may never know I even was on the backside, but just teach them like the small intangible tools so sometimes necessary and missing, then I've done my job. And that's pretty much where I'm at now. And it's the boils down to teaching people to do what I call is trust your hustle. Because that's, that's the gist of it, man. It's all like this. Hustle is so much, like the word encompasses so much, the work ethic, the drive, the grind, the grit that goes behind it. But you will not put that in if you do not trust that you can and that it will come to be you know, your dream of fruition. So if you don't trust it will happen, you're not going to put the hustle in the first place, but the hustle is necessary. So when someone can trust their hustle, then it comes to fruition. Dreams come alive. Like things manifest in so many amazing ways. And so that's my life now. That's what I, I literally wake up every day and like, I, I, I can't sleep. Like I get up and my eyes open and I'm gone. Like I'm out of bed rolling. <laughs> I love it. Uh, what a great story. And, you know, certainly sent some chills, you know, through me. And that's a good indication that, uh, you know, it's authentic and it's real and we're connecting. And I, you know, would imagine everybody listening, uh, including yourself, Alan, that, you know, really, um, you know, you have a, you have a great story and you, and, and you have a mission and that's what I love. And, you know, you found it through, uh, you know, a sad point in your life, but realized that, uh, you know, when you thought about it, that this is where you're going in life. And, uh, you know, I love trust your hustle. I mean, that that when I read it and, you know, I got introduced to you, um, Anthony, that right there sold it and said, hey, this guy's got to come on. This guy's got to tell his story. Um, I love the fact that, um, you know, you, you have that and, and it's such a, you know, just a unique um, you know, point of view. And I think that, you know, people can get that, you know, they know what hustle. Now, let me ask you, you're a football player, um, or you were a football player, you probably play a little bit uh, here and there. Um, I'd love to catch one of your balls one time, you know, if I can. Uh, but I like to watch Chris catch one of you. <laughs> That's what I'd like. Okay, so put that aside. I'm sure I can catch it. Uh, I'm going to trust that I can. I'll trust my hustle. And and listen, I want to know. You know, do you have a dance with that hustle? Like, what what it, what, what does it look like? Oh man, I don't know if it's a dance, I should make it tight. Here's a funny thing: when I used to be in college, when I, I played college football, at any time I played football, but my uh, my like like dance you want to call it when I would celebrate. If you ever remember as a kid driving on a freeway and put your arm out the window and pumping up and down to the big diesel trucks to yeah. honk the horn, yes, that's pretty course. much what I do. Nice. I, I would stand like in a Superman pose and do one arm, and the final, I'd go twice, and then the, the, the last one, I'd throw it up in the air, open my hand, and I walk away. I love it. I love it. So, you know, we're going to find a song, uh, you know, we're going to have a big event coming, and you're coming to this, and we're going to get All everybody right. in the crowd it's... doing doing the the... the the truck stop hustle, the truck stop hustle. and we're going to get, you know, some, Wait a minute, you know, I gotta write that, yeah, down. write that down, Alan. We're going to find <laughs> a song. We're going to find a song that, uh, a- Anthony loves and we're just going to, you know, everybody's in the crowd is going to do the, uh, the truck stop hustle. So count well, me in. I'll be out there. I love it. And, uh, you will be, and, uh, we're going to let you know all about that and, uh, certainly release some information as we go. Um, yeah. Alan, take us away. Boy, I tell you, I'm not sure, um, that I, that I can add anything to, uh, <laughs> 
to what you're talking about. I just I love the whole concept of uh, trust your hustles, trust yourself. Yeah, you know, and yeah. that you know we don't grow up that way. For most of the time, we're we're, we're told to trust somebody else. Yeah. You know, somebody yeah. else always knows better and follow their obligation, follow yeah. what they think is best for you. And a lot of times, they don't know what's best for you. They don't care what's best for you. They're so you're left for in them. this. Yeah, you're left in this world of what's in it. You know, what do I do? How do I begin? Where do I go? What's real for me? And I love that about you is that you were able to, to brush through that quagmire, if you will, and yeah. being able to see exactly what you wanted. You know, I mean, say, say I'm, a, uh, you know, I'm a 19-year-old kid and I'm listening to you and I've got a, a, a life of challenge. But on the other hand, I've got a life of opportunity and I'm sitting here and I don't really know what to do. I don't know where to go. My self-esteem's probably lacking in some place, yeah. you know. What do I do? What do I do, Anthony? Where do I go? Where I'll do I tell you, start? This is, a, this is a question I get. This is literally what I do every day, all day. Uh, <laughs> and, it, and really, it's, it's a simple, simple thing. But what I found, like I, I started researching like the concepts behind trust and hustle. Because I'm going to share this message. i got to know specifically what things are tied to it. So I mm-hmm. found this to be true. A lot of us get to this area of, like you said before, we were taught to trust everybody else and have the outward stuff. But the internal stuff is tough. It's hard to really like, believe. Like Everybody even who's powerful, they have these dark moments also. And, and so, I mean, for me, it was survival. I had to be on my own. Like, I've, I, like I, I had my paper at like 11, 12 years old, paid for my first year of football. Like we didn't have money. I was mowing lawns, raking leaves, like just doing stuff, paper out. So I learned at a young age that it's, you got to kind of get to that internal place. It's tough as I get older having to be independent and switch to interdependent to allow people to help. But I've got a good balance now, so I don't, I don't really get worried about um, the external like stuff that affects me, but here's where I look at this whole aspect of what allowed me to drive and where I work with my clients to drive is this. Everybody has this concept of like internal belief, but it's tied to trust, right? That whole idea of, of trust, like it's I, I lack self-confidence, I lack self-belief, I lack, I lack, I lack, and it's mostly because of a lack of trust. And trust leads to belief, belief leads to faith, which is what pushes you. And so what I found is trust is an emotion. And with emotions, if you think about a time when you're like, you're with a, a person you like in love with, right? Like a girl or a guy, whatever it may be, what happens is you just almost like, why you love them? Like, I don't know, I can't explain it. And it's an emotion. And what happens is emotions happen on the backside of actions. And so if you think about like a, a love, like love and the simplicity of what it is, if I walk in the room and punch you in your face, that action doesn't build love. But if I walk in and I do loving actions, whether I talk to you a specific way or say things or caress a woman, right? You know, she's like those are actions that develop love. And so what happens is the actions you give out, they bring that that feeling back to you just like a baby. Babies poop and cry and eat and they do that whole cycle all day. But what happens is you still love it because of the actions that you put into it, the investment you put in, even against logic, right? So with people, when it comes lacking self-confidence, lacking belief, it's because the actions in your past have shown you that you're not worthy, you're not capable, you're not, you're not whatever it may be. And so you start playing a story in your head. And so what happens is people tell them a story in their own head of like, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not whatever. And so we as humans, we want to be right. So just our natural like tendency is we want to be right. And so what we do is we will walk around our daily life unconscious of it, but we'll be doing things that put us in positions to make that story right of we're not smart enough, we're, you know, and so... What happens is to flip that is you have to, one, rewrite the story. I call them tall tales because it's a tall tale you can't get over. 
you rewrite the story, you, you first become aware of it, and then you start going reverse of that, and you start doing things that allow you to build very small, successful wins. Because everybody talks about small wins, right? But the small wins are, are more than what most people can, like delineate from the whole concept. A small win is building of trust. Because it allows you to say, well, I, I succeeded at that, and that, and that, and that. And if, you, if you succeeded at 50 things, in your mind, you're like, you know what? Shoot, I succeeded at 50 things. I could probably trust my ability to push forth and try this. And then you succeed again and again. And so what happens is you have to almost go against the grain just like a baby. You love a baby even though it does nothing for you. The same happens with effort towards the feeling of winning is if I'm feeling bad about myself, something's not going right, you can sit there and spend all your time feeling crappy about yourself and not moving anywhere. Or you can say, you know what, I'm going to just start doing stuff. No matter what it is, I'm going to start doing things. The more that you do, the more you succeed, the more you succeed, the more you can have trust, the more you have trust, the more you have this belief that leads to faith and you move forward. So what I tell people is get up and start doing and then they're like, well, I'm not motivated to. And then it boils down to one of the big bottom line things is why. And everybody's heard the, what's your why. What I've found is the why is not what everybody thinks the why is. Like, and there's people that go into it amazing. I think Simon Sinek has an amazing thing says to start with the why. But there's no true tool to get down to the real why. Uh, I owned a gym for many years. And what I found was like women would come in. They'd say, you know, I want to lose 10 to 15 pounds. You know, why? I would ask him. Well, I want to get in better shape. Well, why? Well, because I want to fit in these jeans. Why? Well, I want to be more attractive. Why? And every time I'd ask why, they get quieter and their eyes start scanning. And eventually a woman gets down and says, well, the reason why is I feel like I'm unattractive to my husband and I feel like it's ruining my marriage. Now, when I first asked her why, it's, well, I want to lose 10 to 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. Now, if, I, if she has a long day, she's tired, kids are going crazy, do you think she's going to come into the gym because uh, she wants to lose 10 to 15 pounds? Like, no. But if in the heart of heart she's aware of the reason i got to come into the gym on this tough day is because I want to fix my marriage and it means so much more to me, that will get her going. And what happens is the why is not the one you can spit out in two seconds. It's the one that's so deep and so dark it's hard to share in public. You find that reason and you'll continuously move. You'll have success. You'll build your trust. You'll build your faith. You'll get to that belief of whatever you can do is, is possible. Perfectly said. Yeah, perfectly said. I, Anthony, that's awesome. And I love the fact that you dug down into really what the why really means. And for a lot of people, it's not running from something, but it's escaping something that they don't want in their life and they're afraid maybe to have uh, addressed that because of maybe what it might look like or, or how they might feel or how others might perceive them. But the reality is until that is accepted and put up on a plate for somebody to really see and do and appreciate and acknowledge they're not going to apply energy towards it. So I, that's fantastic. I had a great analogy. Yeah, great fa- job, Anthony. Yeah, fantastic. And, you know, you ask better questions, you get better answers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love your unique ability to, you know, ask again and ask again and ask again. And, you know, I teach journaling, and I think it's a great way to ask those questions so that you can actually write them out with your own hand, you know, to your point, trusting what's coming out is real and authentic so that you can get to the bottom of things. Now, yeah. a lot of people will say, you know, how do I know I'm focused on what I want? You know, one of the things I always share, and I've got a question coming after this, but, you know, I just wanted to get on that point because you said, you know, trust the backside or emotion is, is, is such an important, you know, part and it's the backside of action. And I love that. That's a great way to, uh, you know, put it. Um, 
how do I know I'm focused on what I want? Because, you know, there's a real fine line. You said it your, yourself that, you know, when most people are thinking, they're thinking of lack. Yeah. So thinking, therefore, of what you want is, in a sense, putting yourself in that lack because you don't have it. Sure. Now, when I talk to people and, and, and tell them when they ask that question, because it's a very difficult concept, you nailed it by looking at how you feel when you think mm -hmm. about it. It's a good indicator that either you're feeling bad when you think about it, that you're in lack, or you're thinking about something you want and you feel good about it. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, I just wanted to, you know, expand on that because I think it's important for everybody listening. And, you know, so eloquently you've put um, some real amazing things. And I took a bunch of notes and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, you, you're, 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 you're an intelligent man in that sense because of where you come from. And um, I really want to thank you for that part because I think it's important to everybody, uh, you know, on, uh, on this show today listening or, or going to listen. Um, it's very important that we all go through that. And um, we all want to have something in our lives. But, you know, knowing what that is is very important. So thank you for that. Yeah. Now, listen, we all have, um, you know, people we look up to. We all have, you know, people we want to emulate. Um, we all have mentors or coaches. You know, who's impactful for you right now? I mean, you probably had many. You, I mean, you were in professional yeah. sports. You obviously had a coach and, and you probably had some other coaches along the way. Who right now is like your influence? Who, who really you know, gets in your head and, and says, you know what? Yeah, I get that. And I'm going to go do that. You know, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of people that, um, that may influence me without even knowing the influence of me. I, I found a unique way to, uh, to let everybody influence me. And even <laughs> from my kids to my best friend, you know, my, my, my creator like this. So my perspective is this is I've been asked, I used to ask that question a minute ago in the XM that said, what's, who's your mentor? How'd you do this? And I was like, my mentor was right. That was it, right. And so she's like, what does that mean? And I said, well, everyone knows what right and wrong is. Everybody knows. Like, it, your, your body knows. Like, when you feel like right and wrong, you know what right and wrong is. And usually what is right doesn't feel very good. Cause it's like, oh, I got to do something, right? And then usually what's wrong feels right, feels great. Like, I could do that for the most part. And so over the years, there's always been a lot of people I've let in to tell me what's right and what's wrong. And my body can sense it. And I know it's how you treat people, how you speak to somebody. You know, it's what you do every day. Like whether it's the person serving you food, the way you treat them, or, you know, how you say thank you or how you treat your spouse. Like even if it's hard, it's the right thing to do. So for me over the years, like a lot of the things I see is like what is right. And in those moments where I find that it's tough, that's where I, I have found that I can push through and do those things even if they're hard. The hard conversations that have to be had, even if it's, you know, a tough one, but because I love you and I know it needs to be had with you. Or, you know, maybe it's that, you know, you find some money in the ground. The right thing to do is to give it back, although it's hard, right? But those, those are the ways I live my life. And so for me, like, I, I, I look at other people's morals and their ethics, and if they align with mine, I'll listen to what their views are. I'll let them in. But if I hear them in a conversation talking about things that don't align with me, then I'm not going to let them in to my, my circle to help me delineate it's right and wrong, if that makes sense. Total sense. So yeah. an individual now that I, I follow who is uh, in this space of like speakers and you know authors, a guy named Brennan Burchard. Uh, yeah, I've been blessed Brendan. to be able to oh, yeah. amazing dude. Absolutely. Like I, when I closed my gym a year and a half ago, it was after I went to his Experts Academy. Right. And I was just a guy sitting in a chair, and now I'm, I have the opportunity. Like I crew his events. Like I'll be at his, you know, his events all this year. I was there last year, and he gets to work. Like I really briefly get to work with him one-on-one because -on -one he's incredibly busy, but I do get to run ideas back and forth. Like we'll text every once in a while about like what I got going on. But 
Like he he's great in the background. He's just as good of a human, if not better, than what you see on stage. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's no different. Like it's crazy how much he cares about his people, and he has been a humongous like help for me just to watch how he how he is a human, how he shows up on this planet. And so uh, the way that like I I see myself in this space, like I'm not in any way gonna be him. Like I can't be him. He can't be me. But the way he treats people, the way people talk about him behind closed doors, like that's the way that I want to be. And that happens from my daily operations, how I communicate with you. Like, you know, people don't realize like, that, that your personality lives and dies in the dark. Like if, if me and you had these weird emails and conversations, you didn't like me. Well, I may never know, but every person you talk to says, hey, what do you think of that guy? Oh, I don't like him very much. And then slowly you decline in terms of like just your credibility, your integrity. And mm-hmm. so for me, I live in a way that is like I, I believe wholeheartedly which in the dark comes of the light. So I live in the dark as if I'm in the light all the time. Great way to put it. Great way to put it. And listen, I like you a lot, so you're all good here. (laughs) You're all good here, my friend. Um, Brendan Burchard, you know, uh, it's funny, and we have a story, and uh, you might not have heard it, but uh, Alan and I met at a a Brendan event. Uh, About a year and a half ago. About a year and a half ago. So, you know, again, to that point that what he's doing is shining a light on so many people. We're talking to you, and it has done for you. You're talking to us, and it's done for us. And quite frankly, he doesn't know us from Adam. However, he's always welcome on the show, by the way. I just got to put Absolutely. that in there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Hi, Brendan. <laughs> hi, Brendan. Um, but to that point, it's that, that energy that he's leaving you know, everywhere he is, and, and, and I truly believe in that. You know, we have a frequency, and uh, we have that vibration. So, you know, thanks for sharing that, and, uh, you know, thank you, um, you know, for, uh, for sharing you know, who uh, right now is inspiring. And I think he's inspiring, well, let's face it, he's inspiring millions of people right now, which is amazing. So good on you. um, And good on you, Anthony, for, uh, you know, going to his events and and helping out as well. I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure that's a lot of fun. It Um, is. uh, Alan, where are we? Yeah, Anthony, I love you talk about moral alignment. And and I've got a question and I want to talk about, we want you to talk about your book first and foremost. But I love the moral alignment, and you talk about Brendan. This is uh, this is about you and not about Brendan. But but you're right. Brendan's had a, a huge impact on all of us and millions of people because of his moral alignment. People yeah. do believe, understand, respect, and can relate to where he's come from and uh, what he does. And you are um, a mirror image of him, my friend. I think that's fantastic. I think you're willing Thank to you. be transparent and relatable, and that is, uh, and humble, and you are all three of those, and uh, I'm not saying that to, to you know, blow sunshine anywhere, I, it's real, and I can see that in your face, and we have the benefit of, of a little video here so we can all see each other, um, I, you're a real person, and uh, you're honest, and you're transparent, and uh, I am amazed about that. You, you, You've got a little a little quote here that, that I like, and it says, "Do you want to be remembered in life for something you're not yet doing?" Yeah, I think. T- tell us a little bit about that, and then if you can, <laughs> segue into your book. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's uh it ties to the whole concept of, of a lot of people. I want to do this, and they have all these dreams and aspirations. Everybody, like, you think about, hey, what do you want to be remembered for? And they list off this dream. And so what I found is like, like 90% of people are not living that. So I'm like, the idea like I put in that whole statement was, well, what do you want to be remembered for you're not yet doing? Because it makes you think like, oh, I'm not doing that right now. 
And so for me, everything boils down to, well, why aren't you doing it? Because that's, that's the big question you need to answer is why aren't you doing it? And when you find that, that answer, usually it boils down to a bunch of excuses. And these excuses are great because excuses, they, they could sound like, like butter, right? Just amazing. Like <laughs> you probably couldn't poke a hole through it. But what happens to the backside, no matter what, is your excuse, be it good or bad, is still stopping you from getting to that place where you're doing that thing you want to do. And excuses I've found, and even for myself, are your ego protecting you in a lot of ways. And usually ego protects you from having to do something you're scared of. Like I'm scared to admit that this is my problem. I'm scared to admit that I don't, I don't do very good at this or I'm not very smart here or whatever. Maybe I need help, right? So what you do is you create a bunch of excuses because you have to protect your ego. And it's mostly because you fear. And usually that, that fear aspect is I don't ask something. I don't, I don't believe in something of myself. So I'm scared of it. And then it puts the ego in mm-hmm. place and I make excuses. And that's why I'm not doing whatever it is my dream is. That's why every day I ask you that question. It's like, oh, well, I want to do this, but I, da, 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 a lot of different answers. So that whole idea is, is to keep putting in somebody's head, what do you want to be remembered, like legacy for, like legacy that you're not doing yet? And why? And then it makes the, the process start. That's the question I ask everybody, all right? When, when you're dead and gone, like, what do you want to be remembered for by the people that love you and that you loved? Like, what, what, what is it? And some people, it's photography. Some, it's just being a great mom or a great dad. Like, that's amazing. And if you're doing that, you know, kudos to you. But a lot of people, it's like, well, I want to be a singer or an actor. I want to do this, right? Well, why don't you do it? Well, I can't. And it's all these excuses. So it's pretty much it. Like, it's, it's a starter <laughs> question. But it really makes you have to think about the answer. Like, wow, well, <laughs> I don't know. It goes back to the story of the woman that you asked well, in the in the gym. Well, why? Well, why? Well, why? It does, you know, until you whittle yeah. it down to where you have to be transparent, or you escape, you leave. Yeah. So you, you walk away. Face it, you walk excuses. away. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And so the book Tell essentially, the no, tie into that was just just trust your hustle. That was the, the message. Because the, the idea here, trust your hustle, didn't happen. Like I was like, hey, it's a good idea. It got to a point where I was sitting in a room with some people when I was in the fitness industry and we were all like gym owners and some girl, like when I opened my gym, now I had, I'd never owned a gym membership. I had zero clients. I never had a business plan. I didn't know what, I still want to train people, right? <laughs> so, I op- so I opened a gym, 8,000 square feet, because that's the smartest thing in the world <laughs> in 2008. And it was the worst economy we'd had in forever, but it was successful. Like somehow it grew. And she's like, so this girl's asking me like, how do you do that? Because she's like, well, I have the money, I have clients, I have a space, I have a business plan. She has everything I didn't have. She's like, but I'm still scared. I'm like, well, why are you scared? She's like, well, how did you do it? I was like, well, I was like, at the end of the day, like, you got to get to this place where you know that there's something going to go wrong. Like, I know in my life, life's going to happen, right? It's going to go out of my plans. But my realization is when that happens, I bring me to that problem. So I was like, you got to get to this point where you just you got to trust your hustle. And the whole room goes, oh, I like that. Yeah. I was like, all right. So, so basically, like, it kind of sat in the background of my head for like probably a year and a half, almost two years before it meant anything to me. And then when I realized kind of what the concept was, like I looked at my own life of like, that's just been me. I've always been the place where people are like, how'd you do that? And it's like, I don't know. I just, I went forward. It's because I have this like creepy internal trust in my ability. Like, I have, I have no pride. If you drop me in the middle of the, the forest, I'd find my way out. If you said you can't be the president and I really wanted to be, I'd be the president. Like, look at Trump could do it. I could do it. Like, but I'm not, I'm not even, I'm really not even close to joking. Like, if somebody challenged me and I really wanted to be the president, I'd be the president. It sounds odd, like, but I, I would do it full-heartedly. So that's kind of where I, I've got that concept. Like, that's what it means to me. And if, if for me, sharing something, you can't share what you don't have. 
And so I, I shared my story in a book and I shared the message because that, that's who I am. And I think that's what I found a lot of people just like about me as a human. And, and I don't think that a gift like that is supposed to be kept. Like I'm not supposed to in any way. So I, I give up myself as best I can to share it because the, the realistic part of this is a lot of people are like, I just want to help people. Like, yeah, I, I love helping people, but I do it selfishly. And I think a lot of people won't, won't understand it until I explain it also, but I find that there is no altruism in me. I don't do for you just, so, you know, just to do for you. I do for you because I love the feeling of knowing I helped you. Like, I, I, I get a high on, like, knowing that I helped you. But I can't get that genuine, genuine help, like, feeling unless I really genuinely help you. So I'm giving full of myself because I get that in return. And I love it. And, and I think for me, like, it's, it's, it's the most synergistic beneficial for both sides. So when someone comes to me with, with a need for something, I want them later on to send a message like, you changed my life. The only way I can do it is to help them change their life. And so that's kind of where this, this sharing of myself and the message all kind of came to fruition. The first thing to do was to write a book. And the book I wrote was just my autobiography. I went to a, a hotel room in Sparks, Nevada, which was the middle of nowhere, purposefully, so I wouldn't get distracted. And I wrote a book in seven days. It was just my whole story. And when it was done, it was like this very cathartic feeling like it was out of me. And now the book's out and, and it travels around. And oddly enough, a lot of people just had no clue about it. I had people when I had the gym, I closed the gym. I wrote my book afterwards, like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's happened to you. I thought you were just like an arrogant, happy guy all the time. You're just always smiling. They're like, but I get it now. I was like, wow, thanks for telling me. I trained you for like three years. And you thought I was an arrogant guy. But That's funny. Right. You've lived a perpetual life of service. Yeah. Yes, and you. Uh, so it's trust your hustle part one, which one. I love. Uh, mm-hmm. A life forged by come. fire. Yeah, life forged by fire. It's a great cover. I know you mentioned a Crown Victoria, and you've yeah. got that uh, right on the front cover, and it, and it does uh, represent, you know, what happened to you. And and you know, you mentioned that you can get dropped off, you know, in the middle of the, um, you know, forest or or jungle, let's say. And uh, it probably goes back to, you know, you getting dropped off in the middle of the jungle of the world, you know, uh, you know, quite frankly, when you're really young. So you, um, you know, and, and, you, and you probably look back now and, and what's a, such a great, you know, thing that happened to you because of what you can now bring to the world. And mm-hmm. you know, maybe not at the time, obviously, at three years old, knowing what that all means, but later in life, finding that. So congratulations on that. So trust your hustle. Part one, uh, a life forged by fire. Go check it out at Amazon. Uh, Amazon.com, they have a copy. I certainly am going to order mine today. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, uh, Anthony, uh, but I definitely will want to learn a lot more about you, and we're going to do uh, some amazing things uh, coming up in the next little while, so I'm really excited about that. Now, you know, kind of moving along, and listen, we can talk to you all day. You're, a, you're, a, you're definitely a gentleman, and you can, um, you know, you have some great insight to life, and uh, for good reason that you have great insight to life. Um, you know, the book is, uh, has been out since, uh, let tell us a little bit about that book and, and, and want to give you a few, you know, opportunities right now to plug that book, um, other than what you already did, but how long has the book been out, uh, Anthony? Uh, I published the book on November 3rd, 2014, which is actually my, my oldest son's birthday. So it was okay. just kind of like this, you know, get a book. And I honestly, I, I didn't do anything to push it. The book for me was more 
for me to have my kids and my grandkids and my great grandkids know who I was. It's really it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't reason. for me to sell. Sure. I mean, people buy it, but I don't know how many have ever been sold. I've never checked. It's right. not that it's a bad thing, but yeah. I, it, I figure it'll go where it's supposed to go. I, I love that. And uh, mm-hmm. living life unexpected, you know, and, and, and what a great way to, to look at life and, um, you know, really appreciate your insight to that. So thank you. Thank you for writing that book. I'm sure your kids are going to thank you, uh, you know, for writing that book and um, if they already haven't. Um, again, um, you know, moving along here, I, I, you know, we have so much to talk to you about. And, and one thing I always say, Anthony, come back on the show so we can talk to you again sometime this year. To- uh, yeah. And see where you're at, and see what's going on, uh, because I think uh, you know you're definitely someone um, you know we're really having a lot of fun with and, and, and talking to. Now, you know, tell us, and you've had a lot of adversity, but you know, a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of business people and people have careers that you know listen to this uh, show, uh, yeah. maybe something they're going through right now, and uh, tell us a little bit about something in business that you know happened to you. You know, maybe we'll call it a temporary setback and not so much a failure, but something that, you know, happened and you had to pivot. You know, yeah. can you share a little bit of uh, a story on that? Remember. Yeah. So I, I've, uh, I've, had, I've had more than enough of my own failures and setbacks. I think what I, uh, what I deem as a setback, some people like shuts them down. I was just blessed enough to have weird ways of getting through things. And so I got to this point where I had my gym. I just opened it in about like maybe a year in, but I think it was like nine months into my gym. Um, I now owed my landlord $16,000. I had $4,000 in the bank. Uh, I had two weeks to pay or they're going to evict me, sue me. I go bankrupt. Uh, and on top of that, like I only I was making maybe $7,000 a month in the gym, not much at all. And so I get to this point where I'm sitting there and I'm like, it's, you know, I think it was like three or four in the morning, get those cold sweats. I'm in my house. I'm like, how am I going to feed my kids? My wife's going to leave me. Like life's, life's falling apart. And I had a choice. The choice was stick through it and find a way, like trust my hustle or just chalk it up. And I even had my best friend and my wife at the time like, oh, chalk it up, do something else, get a job. And some part of me was like, no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I couldn't I tell it. you the exact way it took place, but two weeks later, uh, I still had the chip going. Two months later, I was making $27,000 a month, like between like twenty-seven and thirty. Jim was fine. I eventually moved to a bigger, newer facility. Like things picked up, uh, and so it was, it was great. But like I wish I could say that was it. And probably two, three years later, I go to a divorce. Life is, is hectic. I'm, my head's not in it. And I'm back to a point in my gym where it's like it's like Christmas Eve. I, I I basically haven't paid rent for my gym. Haven't paid rent for my house. My car has like a water pump that's leaking, and I literally can't like I can't drive to work without basically having to bring a gallon of water and pour it in every time. Like, <laughs> and I have. I have twenty. I think it was like twenty-three dollars in my bank account, and I can't even buy presents for my kids on Christmas Eve. So I'm like, like life again is like this. Oh, why am I doing? You know. And so I had again, and I had torn my Achilles. So I was sitting there on my couch after surgery, so I couldn't even do anything. Like, it's like insult to injury, right? But I mean, I remember again, like, what do I do? Do I chalk this thing up? Do I move on? I was like, no. I did the first time. Like, figure this out. Sure enough, I did. The next year, I ended up making like around four hundred thousand dollars doing stuff. Like oddly, I just kind of it's all legal, but I had a whole lot of just. <laughs> I got consulting contracts. I got the, the business picked up, and then I got to this point where, like, like I feel like God opened up this amazing path because my gym, the lease, my gym was up in June. I got this consulting contract that was um, like it was going to be paid a lump sum of six figures. I had money from the gym. I could also sell my equipment, have more. 
And then I got to this point where I also, like, I had this amazing person happen to come across me and tell me about this whole Brendan Burchard thing. So I'm like, all right. So I go to this event and I'm like, holy crap, like, this is what I want to do. I'm meant to tell my story in this way. And so literally this window opened up where in the same month I got paid. I could walk away from my gym without losing it. And I knew what I could do because I had these, these tools given to me to pursue this new career. And, and sure enough, it turned into what it is I do now. And that's kind of where I've, I've landed. So my ups and downs are the normal ups and downs. I mean, I've, to be completely honest, like part of me fighting in my gym, it, it aided me losing my, my marriage. Like, you know, she went out and, and did some, some bad things. But at the end of the day, I neglected her because of whatever it was. I was being stupid and I ended up putting her in a place to make a decision, right? But I had to own that part of my life. So there's like a lot of things that not only business-wise, but life-wise have really been some horrible setbacks. But uh, I think I am the guy I am now because, one, I realized them. Two, I've owned them. Like, I've really owned the human in me, which is imperfect. And it's allowed me to actually forgive my ex-wife and forgive a lot of people. Like, I shed a fair. Like, it was a tough one for me. Like, it really took me to a place where, quite honestly, like, I drove off one night and I sent a text to my friends and family and said, please tell my kids who their father was. Like, I was done. It was just, like, this really dark place I'd been to. Right. And and so for me, like, I look at all these areas and it's like this whole culmination of looking back. It's like that this is what I'm supposed to like oddly the ups, the downs of pushing through the ability to push through, like having the tools to do it. It, it wasn't my accident. Like at this point, I really feel like this weird, like to my soul, to my bones that I was built to do this. The, the amount of weird out of the box things that I can actually do, like they don't align with any other career. If you were to, if you were to drop me in any job, like literally I would waste like 80% of my weird talents. Like I can, I can code websites. I can f- put a transmission in your car. I, I created my own app. I can script. I can film. I can edit. I can be on screen and talk. I play professional sports. I'm a father. Like all these weird things that just don't, if you put them on paper, they like, don't make sense until I do this. And this industry is the place that allows me to like be my own Picasso and create in whatever way I want to create to help people who are also living life in all these weird ways that I've experienced. I love it. I love it. Thank you, um, you know, for being that creator. Thank you for sharing that story. Thank you for seeing beyond, you know, the issues or the challenges and forging through. Uh, you know, again, I know people are sitting here today and probably having the same challenges, maybe similar ones, not knowing how they're going to get through. But, you know, you said it, and I've been there, and I know Alan's been there. You just have to trust that something's going to happen. And when you put your focus, you know, in an area where you know it's going to happen, uh, amazing things happen from the events, people, circumstances, and all those things start to find you. And, yes. um, you know, there's, there's uh, mm. somewhat of a secret that, uh, you know, sits out there and, and, and a lot of people are st- still trying to find it. But, you know, you're hearing it firsthand, everyone listening today, that, you know, going through... You know, adversity is normal to life. Getting through it is not normally uh, something that people can do. However, we all have the ability to do it. And, and, yeah. and that's where we got to put our focus. It was, we all have the ability to get through it. And, you know, listen, uh, go to anthonytrucks.com. I want you to check out his site. He's got a lot of great information. Pick up his book. You know, again, especially if you're hearing something today that's resonating because that's exactly who you need to follow. 
is find someone who's gone before you, has had some challenges in life, has overcome. And not only that, Anthony, you know, just before we get, uh, and we're running, you know, near the end of the show, but I, I, I want to make sure I answer this or ask this question. You know, how do people work with you? Um, how do they contact you? You know, how, do, how can you help them? Uh, you can reach me. I mean, just go to my website. I, I respond to everybody personally. So if you find me pretty much anywhere online, I'm the guy behind the scenes typing all the messages back right Perfect. now because I can't. So you can find me on anything forward slash or at Anthony Trucks because I believe there's nobody else in the world with that name besides my son. <laughs> so um, AnthonyTrucks.com. I have a lot of information on there. I do, I do personal coaching, but not very often because I'm, I'm creating something now. So I've kind of put that a little bit in the back burner. But sure. um, outside of that, I mean, I do have a lot of online courses that help people in some specific areas. My big thing is it's cool to tell a story, right? You, know, you can tell a story, but at the end of the day, like I must provide value to you past this, this spark of motivation, like actual step-by-step tools and processes to do what I'm talking about. Because if I'm telling you, hey, you got to stop procrastinating, but I don't tell you how, you just left there like, yeah, I probably should. I don't know how, so I'm, I'm going to continue to procrastinate on finding out how. <laughs> so right. it's, like a, it's like a snake eating its own tail, you know? Right. So essentially, yeah, you can find me anywhere. Awesome. Thank you. Thank Sweet. you. Alan. Let's, hey uh, Anthony, you're 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 so amazing, man, and I and I really mean that. You're the entrepreneur for the entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs of all ages because you really did start at a young age, having to navigate. And Chris and I have a, a, a couple different pieces of art, and I'm going to throw this in, Chris. I know we're running out of time here, but I'm going to throw okay. this piece absolutely, in. Absolutely. We've um, got another uh, section or edition of our company called Think uh, Bold, Be Bold, Kids. And um, I, I know that, that your wisdom and your history and where you're coming from and where you've been and this, the passion that you have for trusting in yourself can be so powerful for kids. Um, I'm just going to ask right up front for Chris and I, would you be willing to uh, do something uh, with us for kids and taking your oh, talent, yeah. your perspective, and your knowledge, and we'll put it in some kind of a product or something we'll develop uh, for kids as we move ahead here? Yeah. I, honestly, the, uh, the one thing I don't really talk about is I do a lot of charitable work. I, I do... I, I give a ton back, whether it's time and money, to a lot of like at-risk and foster youth organizations. I just don't I don't put it out in front of everybody because it's, it's more for me. And it's, sure. it's genuine, I think, in my mind. I, I don't need you to buy my product because I helped little kids. But, yeah, I love to. I love to do as much as I can. And I actually, um, t- this tonight and I think next Wednesday, I'm going to be working with a, like a nearby guy who's put a lot of programs together for foster kids. I mean, I'm not going to take pictures and post them, but that's just that's what I do in the back. Said anywhere I can be to help out, I'd love to. Fantastic. Well, we're going to bring it out, and we're going to edify you for that. So thank you. Yeah, no, yeah. we'll uh, we'll we'll be working and doing some things uh, off screen for that, which leads me into the the maybe the the last part of what we're going to be talking about today is that uh, we always uh, ask our guests to um, leave our audience with what we call one bold move. Something that, uh, and you've said a, a, a million bold things today, so this could be something you've already, you could reiterate something you've already said, it could be something new, but what one bold thing would you like to leave with our audience? You know, it, it's interesting, so bold move is, it's the start of something, right? So my whole concept mm-hmm. is trust your hustle, which you can't get to that place without taking massive action, and that's the big thing, so... Uh, when I sit down with people, I, I literally start breaking down what the biggest thing that they've told themselves they can't do. And so the big massive action, I would say, is to get self-awareness. 
Like it, it's it's an action, although it doesn't seem like an action. But the way that you get act like very clear self awareness is you ask people who love you and some who don't love you what they think about you on the negative side. What don't they love about you? And it's it's a tough one, but it actually allows you to practice being able to let somebody talk to you in a way that you may not typically hear, and it allows you to practice being vulnerable and swallowing your pride and your ego. And then what it does, it gives you an amazing gift on the backside if you should accept to receive it, which is you get to see how other people see you, and then when you can own up to that, you actually develop better relationships. So they'll they'll sit there and be like, "Hey, I, I don't like when you do this." But like, well, resonate if you if you combat them and go back and forth. Now they're like, "Oh, I don't want to talk to them anymore." But if you're like, you know what? Yeah, that is me. I'm, you know, I got I got to work on that. Now they're like, "Oh, this is a person I can connect to. I can talk to." Even the people who don't like you, I, I actually I, for what I do, oddly, I have people who don't like me and I don't get it. And it's okay. I don't have to get it. But whenever they respond to me, like I had one guy a couple nights ago send me a message. He says, I watch your videos. I can't get through them. You sound like a bad FM disc jockey. I was like, huh. I was like, well, I appreciate your feedback. I'm not sure why. But like, what I do is, as somebody told me recently, is you got to hug your haters. Like, you got to hug <laughs> <Yeah>. them. Because <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never known an amazingly happy, happy person who's rude. It's usually somebody who also is unhappy, has a struggle, mm-hmm. and they become rude to you. So I guess the roundabout way is even the people that you don't like when you ask them what they think of you, they're going to tell you. When they tell you, don't get abrasive. Just let it come in because although they may not say something you want to hear, it's what they see. And so it allows you to get self-awareness. But the only way you do it is by swallowing your pride, swallowing your ego. But if you do, it gives you so much more in the backside gift-wise to your life. Sweet. Humble and transparent. I love it. Yeah, me too. And, and, and what a gift you are, Anthony, really. Um, you know, again, giving uh, you know, a big plug. Read, your, read his book. Go to his website. Connect with Anthony. You heard it first. He connects back, and uh, you'll be actually talking to him. So that's great news. Anthony, so, you know, again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for taking the time out. Uh, you know, I know you're on the road, but you know, these shows need to be done wherever they need to be done. And um, in between shows and, and, and things like that that you're up to, and uh, I believe San Francisco right now. Um, we want you back on the show. We can't wait for you to be back on the show. We've got lots of things we're working on. You're obviously invited to help us with kids. We've got uh, some big things uh, in store. Alan, take us away, and then we'll, uh, we'll um, you know, say our final goodbyes. And, and thank you, Anthony, again from uh, you know, my heart to yours. Very welcome. We'll do, Chris. Hey, Anthony, thank you so much for your humility and your transparency. And I can't say that enough. Uh, you are a very humble and transparent man. I think those are two huge, huge uh, uh, human traits that you not only live by, but that you exude. And I know that all of our listeners are going to be able to pick up on that, benefit from that, grow from that. So thank you for, uh, for sharing that today and being vulnerable uh, on this show. And we really do appreciate that. And uh, can't wait to have you back on. Can't wait to see where we go from here. Things we're going to be doing together. There's some great things coming, like Chris said, this year. We want you to be involved in those. And let us know how we can promote you, what we can do for you. Uh, just let us know, man. Our, our resources are at your beck and call. So, with that said, we appreciate you, Anthony, very much. And uh, Chris, roll us on out. Well, first of all, I have to say one last thing. I can't wait to do the truck stop hustle. I really can't. <laughs> That's going to be a lot of fun. But, you know, listen, Anthony, thanks again. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Come to iTunes. Give us some ratings, comments, anything you're looking for. Say hi to Anthony, uh, you know, through that uh, medium as well. 
Again, it wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.